0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is the Adam Gold Show. V to the Victorious here. Panthers were V to the Victorious. <laughs> yes. So you feel good today? Nope. No. Nope. Wait a second. I uh, no. Why nope. don't you feel good? <laughs> no. Nope. No. Seriously, I, I'm I'm genuinely curious. The the Panthers are such a like, oh, they're so confusing because it's like stick to the plan. Are we going to well, be? What's the plan? Are we going to be bad and yes. go for the draft pick? Or Are we going to be whoa, mid whoa, 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 whoa. and then get us right out of the draft pick? Look, <laughs> the Panthers are still going to be bad. Yes. So. Always remember this. Players and coaches do not tank. No. Organizations tank. And actually, it speaks to something that, according to reports, the Panthers turned down before Sunday's game. And we are going to bring this up in a conversation with Will Brinson in about 15 or so minutes. uh, Because we talked about it last week. If I'm running the show, mm-hmm. and Panthers fans probably don't want that to happen anyway, which I totally get it. If I am running the show, all of my assets are available. Every single one of them is available unless we are talking about first or second year players. They're all available. I believe we are long far enough away from being legitimately good that by we by the time we get to that point. I think we're looking at declining talents. Yeah. So and that speaks to uh some things that according to reports happened uh before we even got to Sunday's game. But they're just two and five. Yeah. They didn't they didn't put themselves in playoff, although they are just one game out. <laughs> exactly. They are just one game out. The division is trash. It's garbage. So And I will even say this. I believe. Let's just say weird things happen, and we all have to understand the league is a mess. Mm-hmm. There are, I, I keep saying this, there are, in my opinion, four really good teams, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. One, the team that you forced me to pick a fifth. Yeah, that team, San Francisco, got crushed. Bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was it. Was good for them for about twenty minutes. Yeah. All downhill from there oh my gosh Kansas City's one of the best teams Kansas City Buffalo Dallas Philly to me that's it we're done yeah um so because of that anybody can beat anybody and I mean it anybody can beat anybody I don't care how bad you are you can win this you can win a football game so with that said, I would say that even if they're no good, making the playoffs would be better than getting the first overall pick. Yeah. There's you learn so much about the players you have if you are in that position. You learn so much and I will I've always thought this about any sport not just professional sports. Confidence makes you better. It does. It just makes you better. And if you get Get on a roll no matter how bad you are. Like, the Giants are 6-1. and one. I don't think the Giants are great at all. No. I don't even think they're that good. But they are carrying themselves like a 6-1 and one team. And they believe they're good. And that's half the battle. Fake it till you make it. The Jets are bad. And they're 5-2. Mm-hmm. So, and they've won four in a row. Three of those, I believe, on the road. Mm-hmm. I can't figure it out. Nope. So, uh, all of that adds up like if you could somehow fake it and and be in the playoffs to me I'm not a tank I'm not a person who I do not support that I don't want to see it I don't want my team to do it ever I don't care look that I used to be a Jets fan the Jets have been really 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 bad and I laughed when they won a game a couple years ago and ended up with Zach Wilson as opposed to Trevor Lawrence but I believe that's the right way to approach it. You you try to win at all times. Sure. You I I think that if you if you tank or if you set yourself up for a certain playoff matchup, we see this all the time. You end up getting burned because of it. Doesn't work. So out. don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, so if I were a Panthers fan, I'd be pretty excited because my team won a football game. They did, and that's it's not going to happen a lot Maybe, against Brady. Yeah, again. Well, well, yes, against Tom Brady. We're going to talk about. Uh, Tom Brady (laughs) in a minute so I think the uh, let's just start Will Will Brinson's going to join us in about 10 minutes who needs Christian McCaffrey I know what happened Uh, who knew that he was the anchor dragging them down they tried the first game without Matt Rule that didn't work no they were just as bad right Apparently, the dead weight was Christian McCaffrey. CMC, get him out of town. <laughs> Look, the Panthers did win a football game yesterday, so fans rejoiced. High fives were exchanged, adult beverages were consumed with smiles on faces, as opposed right, as opposed to drowning sorrows. Yes. So it's it feels like it's been a while. It has, even though it was only week two against the Saints. So people are standing a little taller today at the coffee maker. Uh, Here's Steve Wilkes, the interim coach, who is now 500 for his Panthers coaching career. I'm extremely proud um, of the men in that locker room. Uh, I just told them that they continue to impress me uh, by the way they just overcome adversity, and circle the wagons and come together. And uh, that definitely wasn't a team out there today was trying to tank it. You know, these guys right here have come together. Uh, They believe in one another, and it's about trying to win football games. All right, we had at least three cliches there. We (laughs) overcame adversity, we circled wagons, and we came together. That is fantastic. I appreciate Steve Wilkes for that. Look, it wasn't without a few eye rolls, right? First drive of the game. They threw deep on first down. Yeah. Uh, they they called it a catch on the field. Obviously, it wasn't a catch. Incomplete. But where was, were w- we running the ball in the next two plays? Yeah. Really? We just said, ah, screw it. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. we tried. Why like, not? And then, was it the next, I think it was not the next drive, but the drive after that. They get to the, actually got to the 29, Tampa 29, then P.J. Walker got sacked. So it's 3rd and 11 from the 36. I'm not saying you go for it. 36-yard line, what, Eddie Panero? Yeah. Does his leg not work? Right. We can't I mean, use him? Will you try a field goal? <laughs> 53 yards? Why not? I, I, what are we doing? 50-50. Punting the ball from the plus 36? I actually think that it should be a league rule that if you willingly do that, you automatically lose. Yeah. The game's over at that point. Yeah, why not? I just I don't, I don't even understand it. Anyway, and then right before the half, they decide, well, let's see what happens if we throw the ball down the field. Let's, let's P.J. Walker yeah. to D.J. Moore on first down, gets him going, and then the touchdown pass. Holy cow, great catch by D.J. Moore. Yes. We thought maybe that uh, he met an untimely death behind the end zone. <laughs> uh, he was, I mean, he crashed it into the bad. base of the wall pretty yeah. hard. Uh, there's padding there, but that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Uh, and they decided that they were going to throw the ball down the field a little bit. That's good for P.J. Walker, and it's good for him at the end of a pretty tough week. It was a heartbreak for all of us. You know, we all knew what Christian meant for this team, um, this program in general. Uh, but for us to go out there today and go out there and put up 170 rushing, you know, that's a big, big ups for that, to that O-line. That O-line played really good today, and uh, you can just see it from our, from our backs. Our backs got an opportunity to make plays, and they made them. Yeah, especially in the drive late, was it late third quarter, early fourth quarter, the back-to-back explosive runs. Oh, yeah. Foreman goes for 60, then Hubbard takes it over the next play from 17 yards out. What I found interesting was um, Jonathan Vilma was doing the color on Fox, and he he was praising the dink and dunk offense. Like, see, the dink and dunk works. I'm like, No, Mm -mm. Jonathan, there were two giant plays. Yeah. Like, that's not Dinkin'. I mean, they ran the ball, so it was conservative. I mean, it worked out. Yeah. But they gained 60 yards. (laughs) Yeah. They broke through huge holes. Their offense is terrible. It just, they got away with it because the button, and they ran the ball really effectively in the second half. So that's good, and Foreman looked good, and Hubbard looked good. Uh, But, my gosh, no, Dinkin' Dunk doesn't work. But you had... The, the vertical passing is what they need to open up the rest of that offense, and we've only been saying it since week one. So throw the ball down the field. Even if you're not successful, now they have to cover it, and they have to account for it. And if you don't do it, it's like Ben Simmons in basketball. If Ben Simmons doesn't shoot, you don't have to guard him anywhere, and that makes it harder on everybody else. So if the Panthers are not going to throw the ball down the field, well, I don't have to worry about it, so we're just going to make running the ball harder. So you have to throw the ball down the field, even if you're not successful. Anyway, uh, this could also be spun as a problem uh, with the Buccaneers, and we'll talk about that with Will Brinson in a little bit. Uh, Here's the bit of news that we are going to talk about with Will Brinson. According to Adam Schefter, the Panthers turned down two first-round picks for Brian Burns. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuda with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Unless Brian Burns is going into the Hall of Fame, that's silly. Absolutely silly. I think it's malpractice on the part of the fr- of front office. If in fact, like I, we don't know this as fact, but this is what Schefter was reporting. If that's true, then I just, I don't even know what to say. Other than you don't get it. Bad call. You can't, you can't half way. Rebuild. You just—they can't. don't have enough. If you had a quarterback, if you knew that you had a quarterback going forward, then yeah, you could do it. But no, they don't. They don't know who their know who their next quarterback is going to be. Uh, we are going to talk about the demise of the Bucks and the Packers, the rise of the Jets and the Giants, and everything else in a few minutes with Will Brinson. Victoria. I do believe that on Friday, yes, I forecast. The ECU upset of Central Florida. You did. In the, I guess, the acronym bowl. I don't know what it's called. Holt Nailers was great. Keaton Mitchell was great. C.J. Johnson was great. And the Pirates got a win they absolutely needed. They were ahead 17-0. Even after a missed field goal to start the game, the Knights were bad with turnovers. Ugh, what, four? Was it four turnovers? Yikes. Uh, But the biggest moment in the game was after Central Florida, who was a, a, about a touchdown favorite in Greenville, they opened the second half with a touchdown drive that cut the lead to, I, I don't know, 10 points or something. And East Carolina responded next next drive. A, and it was a clinical drive down the field, everybody involved. It was Mitchell, it was Johnson, it was Ehlers. Uh Those three stars led the way, so good for them. And I think they're one win away from bowl eligibility, but it is not going to be easy. They've got tough games left. They're at BYU. Uh, they've got, I think, a road trip to Cincinnati. Houston is there. Houston's not great, but yeah. that's uh, not an easy win. And they close out with Temple, who they should be able to handle. Uh, so good for uh, good for the Pirates. Wake Forest and Duke both crushed this weekend predictable for the Demon Deacons who did what they should have done to BC. Five touchdown passes and another on the ground for Sam Hartman in the route. Wake is 10th in the country. Wow. Yeah. Wake huh. Forest is 10th in the country. They're tied with Southern Cal. Um, last 5 games not going to be easy. They have uh, a road trip to Louisville. They they come to Raleigh to play NC State. They're at home against Carolina. They're at home against Syracuse. Obviously not an easy team to beat. And then they are at Duke, which suddenly became a problem. So, good luck to Wake. If Wake gets to 11-1, and one, well, I think there's a good chance that Clemson's going to be in the playoff. If Wake gets to 11-1, and one, even if Clemson is not in the playoff, Wake's going to end up in a one of those access balls. Wow. Look at that! They're legit. They're legit good. Yeah, we cannot. We cannot pretend that Wake Forest is not really, really good. So Duke went to Miami, and I don't even know if the term "forest" is correct here, but Miami turned it over eight times. What? So, for those golfers out there, the you, you have a dreaded snowman whenever you write an eight. On your scorecard. You don't want that. It's even worse if it's on a par three. I've done that. Raise your hand if you haven't. Eight turnovers. Sheesh. Now, Duke was good, but basically Duke won, uh, blew Miami out on the road without doing anything spectacular. Eight turnovers. Miami actually led the game 21-17 late in the third. Even worse. They had four turnovers waiting in the chamber late in the third. It went fumble, interception, interception for a touchdown, fumble. I mean, absolutely, absolutely dreadful. They're paying Mario Cristobal a lot of money. Oh, man, I would love to be doing talk radio. Like, if there was a Sunday live sports talk show in Miami, gosh, that would have been phenomenal. (laughs) Phenomenal. To be able to be on the air or just to listen to it. Because they are paying Cristobal a ton of money to get hammered at home by Duke. Wow. And of course, a lot of it's self-inflicted. The, the total yards was very even. Very, very even. All right, one more college football thing before we uh, hook up with our friend Will Brinson. Clemson trailed 21-7 to Syracuse at home just before the half. I think Syracuse scored to make it 21-7, and there were like a minute 53 left, I think, on the clock. Clemson drove down the field. Good drive, engineered by DJ Uyunglele, and they kicked a field goal. 44-yard field goal, I think, by B.T. Potter to make it 21-10. So they took a little momentum into halftime. And then they came out of the locker room and left the momentum in there. Uh-oh. So they came out and they stunk. And Dabo Sweeney had decided at that point, like, okay, we're bad. Uh, DJ doesn't have it. We're moving on. And without doing anything great, Cade Klubnik helped Clemson rally to a 27-21 win over Syracuse and Dabo Sweeney on the field at Death Valley, feeling it. Well, sometimes, you know, Steph Curry goes, you know, two for 25. Your best player sometimes can have a bad day, and he just, you know, got out of rhythm, made some bad plays. And, you know, we just need to change. And so we showed we got that guy that can come in. here. DJ's our quarterback. There ain't no question about that. That's our guy. That's our leader. You, know, you can write that right now. DJ's our guy. <laughs> now, he's got to play better, and he will. But how about K. Trump to come in there and these guys? So And this guy right here, what a great job. All right. Thank you, Coach. Congrats on the win. Thank you. Interesting. But I believe Dabo Sweeney. I believe it. So... He is all in on DJU. And, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Now, this became a thing. Joel Klatt from Fox on, uh, on his Twitter feed suggests that Clemson would finish, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't win either of the SEC divisions. Actually, I think he said would finish third. Might not finish. Might not even finish third in the East. That's silly. And uh, would might not finish third in the Big Ten East, where Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State all live. Are you ready for the big game? At the Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of the Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery Grand Opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food, we're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's the Designery at thedesignery.com. And I think there is there is a little bit of truth to Joel Clatt, but then there is a lot of overinflated bluster about what Joel Clatt had to say. Because I'm, I, I agree. I don't think Clemson is as good as their record indicates. If we are simply judging who can win a national championship. I do not believe Clemson is that good, and I've said it repeatedly. I think Clemson is a gap behind the three best teams. Now, we don't know who the three best teams are right now. We assume that they are Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Tennessee is in that group, too. I guess they're four best teams. I think those four are all better than Clemson. But I think suggestions that Clemson isn't as good as Ole Miss, isn't as good as Michigan, or Southern Cal, or Oklahoma State, or TCU. All that stuff is silly. Because we're making assumptions that those teams, who, by the way, in the case of Michigan, haven't beaten anybody. Like I don't know that Penn State's great at all. Michigan did beat Penn State pretty handily. But, again, I don't know that... Michigan's great. I think Michigan's really good on both lines, but I don't think Michigan's otherwise outstanding. They played the worst non-conference schedule in college football, and they haven't played some of the the best teams in their own. Well, I don't even know if there are any best teams in the Big Ten, to be honest, other than Ohio State and Michigan. You can't play yourself. So, like... But I look at Clemson, and we can't be playing with, well, they beat this ranked team, they beat that ranked team. Eh. The The rankings are, they're sort of fiction in most cases. No offense, but is Syracuse really the 15th best team in the country? I mean, maybe if the rest of the country is no good. We'll find out just how good Syracuse is when they play Wake in a couple of weeks. I think I think that'll be a fun game. It's at Wake. I, I think Wake will score a ton of points. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. So, I, I think Syracuse is good, but I don't think Syracuse is oh, a top fifteen team. Nah, I don't think of that good. I'm just not. I'm not sure how good. I know Clemson is good, but I don't know that Clemson is great. And there's just no point in really worrying about what Joel, Joel Glad says anyway. But that's fine. That's fine. But I'm glad that Clemson won because the ACC is not getting a team in the playoff with a loss. Not going to happen. Even if Clemson plays in a more difficult division with Wake and Syracuse and State and Florida State, who's not ranked, but obviously he's pretty good. I think. I have no idea. We have no idea who's, who's pretty good, who's very good, who's not good. I've no, no clue. So, but Clemson, good for them for coming back to win a game, and it was nice to see Will Shipley bust out a very important big run when they absolutely needed that. ACC TV schedule for next week: Duke at Boston College on a Friday night. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna hammer. ACC Friday night football. We should be playing on Friday nights, even if it's Duke at BC. Carolina at Virginia at noon on Saturday. Wake at NC State at 8 o'clock, Saturday night, primetime on the ACC network. That will be cool. This week, State plays Thursday night against Virginia Tech. Wake is at Louisville at 3.30. Louisville had a win. Got a win this weekend. UNC hosts Pitt at 8, and I think at noon, Notre Dame, is at Syracuse. If Syracuse is good, and I think they're good, they have to beat Notre Dame. Have to beat Notre Dame. Clemson is off this week and then plays at Notre Dame. And Clemson should beat Notre Dame if they're really good. You should beat Notre Dame by two touchdowns at least. Will Healy is out at Charlotte, fired at Charlotte. Run off their own field by Florida International. They're now 1 and 7. But part of me thinks that the firing of Will, Will Healy had as much to do with the way they closed last year. They lost six of their last eight, as it does with starting one and seven this year. I think it, it, if it at least started at the end of last year. He hadn't been there very long, to be perfectly honest. And they also have gotten blown out. Average of their seven losses by three touchdowns like 20 a little bit more than 22 points. Uh, Pete Rossamondo, the offensive line coach, takes over. And finally, the Yankees did what the Yankees do in the postseason and that's lose to the Houston Astros. The Yankees are now 5 and 13 since I believe 2017 against Houston in the postseason. No, since 2015. Well, they lost the wild card game to Houston in 2015. Uh, so they're five and 12 since 2017 against the Astros in the postseason. They were swept out of the playoffs second time they've been swept since they won the World Series in 2009. So wow. didn't go well for the Yankees. No, it didn't go well for Aaron Judge, who had a dreadful postseason, and then he made the last out on just an easy little feeble tapper back to the mound. The Yankees went down very quietly in the eighth and ninth. Very, very sleepy eighth and ninth inning for the Yankees.